What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Clint Esposito Show number 47. I'm here with none other than my uh, Australian transplanted European, once European via Australia, again European friend, Steve Sommerfeld. Oh, we threw you're, some history into that you're one. You're German, <laughs> but from Australian, but then went from Australia, but then went back to Germany. Yeah, and actually, I just met a guy out at the warehouse where all the Night of the Jump stuff is today, and he's like, he said it all this in German, of course, but he's like, <laughs> you you came here voluntarily? Like, <laughs> what? what? Australia's like paradise. Why are you here? I'm like, oh, fuck. I I ask myself that every day. I'm, I don't know. You like to do this right now? What we're <laughs> yeah, doing? Yeah, I love to. I love to create problems for myself. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck yeah! No, thanks for having me, man. No problem. Thanks for being on. So your problem that you're dealing with is you're getting stuff set right now for Night of the Jumps Berlin, correct? Yeah, so what what is today? I don't even know what day we're up to. It's today Monday, is Monday, today. February 20th. Yeah, so on Thursday, we need to be building Night of the Jumps inside the Mercedes-Benz Arena in the middle of Berlin, uh, right next to the old Berlin Wall. It's right out the front. Uh, so there's a lot of history where we awesome. are. Um, is there any bit yes. of the wall left? There's no wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so really? there's straight out the front of the, right directly out the front of the arena is the old wall. And what was there, it's, to give you a little bit of a history lesson, because that's why people watch this show, because they love freestyle motocross and history. Um, <laughs> the So where the arena is, it's on the eastern side, which was the Soviet side. And if you thought you were going to run and jump over the wall and get yourself to the West uh, for the last, four, you know, for 40 years. Um, one, the wall is concrete and it's about, I don't know, 15, 20, probably 20 feet high. Um, if you manage to get over that wall, there was then guard towers where they were going to shoot you. Just <laughs> it was, you know, like target practice. There were dogs in there. There was barbed wire. If you manage to do that, and let's say you're in the middle of winter, because pretty much Germany's always in the middle of winter, you would then have to try and swim across the river to the other side. And as you're trying to swim, because you're probably not a good swimmer. Oh, no, the East Germans were fantastic swimmers because they had all the drugs back then. So <laughs> if you were, <laughs> if you were, um, sorry, the, uh, you know, the performance enhancing drugs. Yes. We're going to get on that. Um if you were trying to get across there, then you would be target practice as well, trying to get to the west. So that is directly out the front of the arena. And I do love my history. I, uh, thought, I never thought I would, but I do like it. And it's fucking cool that it's right there. I thought that Reagan told Gorbachev to tear that wall down. Tear and down this wall. I'm very upset that there's any bit of wall left. There's, there's not much. There's... <laughs> Probably, I'm going to guess, maybe 500 metres of it left around in different parts of the, the city where they've just left it. Like, it's it's basically, it's a museum um, right. where the wall is. It's it's all painted up and it's all peace, love and happiness and all that sort of stuff. Um, but it's cool that it's still there to show what happened in the old days when shit gets crazy and governments go doing the wrong thing. So, yeah, that's um, what they is... should do with historic statues in the United States instead of getting rid of them. They should just paint, like, Rasta shirts on them and stuff. Yeah, and, like... I, I, well, that's basic. That's, <laughs> that's the German version of what they've done. They've just got <laughs> rainbows on them. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, there's, there's all sorts of crazy, cool, arty stuff all over it, so it's exactly the same thing. But isn't it funny that it's, like, this thing that represented oppression right that we've now like gentrified the wall so that it's like yeah you know out of that comes hope now and art exactly and like berlin especially is probably like the most welcoming city i think i've ever been in like there is every culture here and everyone gets along fine and and it's it's just so crazy to think that 30 years ago it was 
or you know 50 years ago whatever it was you know like that was kind of the complete opposite it's it's it is pretty cool like if you actually want to have some positivity in your life yeah. <laughs> it is kind of cool that yeah uh, berlin's done that so yeah this that's where we're gonna go that's where the next that's Avengers where you're at and... everybody in uh europe i don't even know which com which countries would be close enough to drive but i know it's like you know the united Poland, states check um exactly the countries yeah. are like the size of states in the united yeah. states yeah, no, they're small. Like, even, you, you could say Spain. Like, Danny Torres is driving from Spain. Uh, I think he leaves tomorrow or the next day. So, that, How it long is 2,000 a... kilometers. It's about 1,200 miles, something okay. like that. So, he's... Oh, actually, probably further, because that dude lives at the very bottom of Spain. So, how long is it going to take you to drive through? Because I feel like the roads are, like, here to go 1,000 mm -hmm. miles, let's think. Florida's probably 1,100 miles, and that's like uh, a day and a little bit. You're like 14 hours maybe. But I would imagine, oh, no, because it's... that's on interstates, exactly. So I figure you guys are probably not on interstates, and you got to go through borders and stuff. Well, probably his direct route would go through Switzerland, but you're not going to go through Switzerland. One, because they'll ask for your papers to prove that you own the motorbike that's in the back of your van. And if you don't have that, you'll probably have to cough up, cough up like a thousand euro or a thousand Swiss francs just to drive it <laughs> wow. 200 kilometers or something. Um, so you, you do a little loop around Switzerland, but the, like the roads are, the roads are, are good. Like they're they just smaller, actually, right? It's yeah, not they're like just a bit smaller Autobahn. and they just do this a lot more. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> Um, I would say the Autobahn is probably just like a little bit more beefed up of what our interstate, you know, yeah, like our interstates are. Because our interstates would be, you're at least two lanes per side, maybe three, four, depending on the area, you know. So it's more yeah. of like you're doing 75, that 70 the whole time at least versus winding through some little towns and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like the Spanish part, the French French part sucks. Like, oh god, I hate driving on French highways. Really? They're just <laughs> like they they can build good highways, but you're stopping every ten minutes to pay the next toll. Uh -huh. Like you finally get up to speed, and then you got to come down and pay another toll, and then you pay another one, <laughs> and then if you start getting the shits paying tolls every time, you can take the small roads, but it'll take you right. double the amount of time, and it's just. Yeah. No, so he, he, the problem for Danny, he's got to drive through France. That's his big issue. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be stoked in Spain and he'll be stoked in Germany. He's just got France and Switzerland in the middle. So He can get yeah. some good uh, crepes or something. Yeah, he can get, he's got plenty of time to get good food in France. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of time to pull over. All right, but, so uh, uh, is this, are you, you guys going team event for this one? Yeah, yeah. So we this will be the second time we've done the team event in Berlin. The first one was the the last round before COVID. Um, Is this FMX of Nations? Yeah, Freestyle of Nations, FMX okay. of Nations. Yep. So, um, so we've got Germany, France. Nope, we've got Germany, Spain, and Czech Republic. All right. So, um, it was actually supposed to be Brazil. So Brazil was supposed to come. So Spain's actually a late um, call-in. So Fred not a bad, not a bad group. No, no, it's a pretty <laughs> good team to fill in. You know, and and just like, oh hey guys, do you think you could just like change your plans and come up and, yeah. and do the event? So we've got some pretty good riders that are doing that. No, uh, Fred Carrillos down there in Brazil was uh, trying to get the the Brazilian team over and just some logistical problems just meant it didn't work so didn't work that this time but i don't know maybe in munich maybe in zurich or something like that later in the year we'll see brazil so there's... Which i want to i want to get more teams like japan and australia and america yeah. and whatever i just try and get everyone over they're shipping their bikes or no they so that was a little bit of the issue was um just the what bikes they would be able to get here and who through and that was that wasn't the, the the big problem but it was definitely one of those right 
every logistical problem of any show that you go to do somewhere, trying to get bikes is always right. it's always a pain in the backside. You're always going to find a way. Um, but it was just one of those compounding problems where we're like, okay, it's it's all getting a little bit too difficult right now. Give yourselves a bit more time. Right, yeah. See you next time. Because I think, if I remember correctly... Actually, I don't think Fred rode the first... The very first Freestyle of Nations was in 2014, and that was huge. That was 11 countries um, on a football-sized arena. Like, there was... I don't even remember how many dirt landings there were. Like, just... It was huge. Um, But I don't actually think Fred got to ride that. I think it was three other guys, um, actually. So he's a bit... He's a bit bummed. He's spewing. He couldn't get over for yeah. this one. But anyway. Um, he's so pretty he's gnarly. Fred is gnarly. Fred is gnarly. <laughs> like, he... I'm not going to say he doesn't give a fuck, but he he will send it. Yeah. Whether he's comfortable or not or... I mean, that. have you seen the front flip video that he crashed at that Brazilian comp last year yeah. or the year before? What the fuck? Yeah. That was huge. Dude, and front flips are so gnarly. Like, and again, even if you're cheater ramping it, like, it's still it's, just such an unnatural, like, motion and just hard to control. And, and that, that last bit yeah. where you can't see here and you're trying to, like, look over your front wheel. and I would imagine you look that. next to your... Yeah, you'd be... Like, next to your... Like shroud, probably. Yeah, like looking past your brake lever. Or yeah, something. exactly. Like looking past your gear lever, going, "Oh, I think I'm right. I think I'm gonna land this." <laughs> Again, I, not a comfortable. Doesn't seem like a comfortable scenario. No, I'm. I think I've said this on your show already before, but I'm glad I never tried to do a front flip. Like yeah. there was nothing about that trick that seemed fun. No, <laughs> like, it doesn't. It, that that's only there to try and get points to win a competition. Other than that, I'm not interested. Right. Nobody's doing that unless we're in the scenario of you have to do something nobody else is doing. Yeah, exactly. No, so Fred and Brazil are not here, unfortunately, but Spain is. So um, Okay, so, so well, who is cool. Team Spain? So the I'm gonna leave the best to last. So Okay, let's go. Well, this is tough. I don't want to say that because now the first two Good guys, job. I think I'm bitching on them. Good job. No, so we've got five-time world champion. He did it year after year after year. Michael Malero, the dude is one of the probably the most all one of the more all-round riders in the world. He can double flip. He can front flip. Cheetah ramp, but still he does it. Um, body flares. Every flip trick flares. Yeah. Michael's so underrated. He was, he, um, I think he finally gets some recognition, but there was a lot of years where he was just in Danny Torres' shadow, and that was exactly. it. And you're just sitting there going, I'm going, how is he not doing better? He's also super spot on, right? The dude's Every textbook. Time. Everything is perfect. Um, barely misses a trick, does all the big tricks, does all the variations. And I'm like, how is this guy not winning stuff too? That doesn't make sense. Exactly. I, I always, uh, I don't know. It, it's a tough one because X fighters is a different kind of game and you've got different riders there. And X games is also a different kind of thing. I think night of the jumps, he kind of found his place because he could get around the smaller course in smaller arenas faster, better, do everything perfectly. <clears throat> but then if he, when he was going to X fighters and he did have all of those tricks, but then you've got guys like Sheeny or guys like Nate or guys like, I don't know who else, Clinton, yeah. um, Ronaldo or Adelberg or Jacko, like, it's, it's almost like Malero had everything, but the other guys would be really good in one or two aspects of their run that just would shut down being right. a, a good rider, you know, like kind of like Adam Jones. Like Adam Jones has pretty, I mean, he doesn't have all those big crazy flares and body barrels and things, right. but he's so 
textbook on everything, but it doesn't mean he can get to the well over the top of a double flipper and exactly. a front flipper. So yeah, unfortunately, that's where we're at, right? Where even if you have a whole run, you need to have the one to two wow factor tricks. Period. Exactly. And if you don't have one of the big guns, and somebody has a run like, and and that's hard, right? But if you because Sheenie's still, let's take Sheenie. All of his tricks are still textbook. But then you've got Adam Jones, who's just like the little. Uh, yeah. like everything's got the little extra sauce on exactly. it. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And then but, he does stuff that is overlooked, super technical, um turntable to nothing can. You know what I mean? Like super technical stuff that's been around for a long time but a lot of people don't do it, but it's not going to judge better exactly. than a double flip. That's it. He he can be the people's champ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he's not going to be the judges' champ. That's that's the big one. Yeah, you almost uh, need like, and I don't know how you, how you fix that or change it. You know, because yeah. I think contest riding is what it is. You know, it's hard yeah. to. That's it. That's 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 the thing. But yeah. Anyway, it, it, so the the cool thing is we've got we've got Malero back. Um, and he has battled like hell at every night of the jump. So it's cool to have him. And he also knows the the setup like the back of his hand. Right. Mark Pignol is kind of like the young gun from Spain who's like a little bit of he's like a little bit of a wild card rider. Like you just don't know what Pignol's gonna do uh-huh. at any one time. Like he created that inside roll body burial. Remember the way like he grabs the seat. And instead of like going back or something, which would have been natural, he grabbed and did like a seat grab front flip with his body and swinging his leg around. And it was crazy. I think, I think he did it the first time at Nitro Circus or Nitro World Tour. The first. Oh, I do remember seeing that now that you said it. Yeah. So Pignol does weird and wacky stuff that you just. You don't know he's going to do it or even if he has done it before and you think, oh, he's not feeling good or um, no, it's not going to happen. He'll yeah. just go do it. So yeah. it's almost like when when the pressure's on, he's kind of like that guy that you just, oh, what's going to happen? Yeah. Um, so that's that's cool. So we've got we've got the experience of Malero for Spain. We've got the kind of the you never know what you're going to get from Pignol. But the best part for me, and I think the best part for everybody, is Danny Torres is coming out of retirement and riding uh, for Team Spain, which is fucking cool. That is um, cool. I, I'm kind of fanboying it a bit. I, <laughs> I know him. I know the dude well. We talk. But it's still cool to see him come out of retirement and uh, go for it again. Yeah, absolutely. How long did he? How long was he retired? I think from competitions and stuff like that, probably three, two or three years, maybe, maybe four, probably. Oh, wow. Three years is COVID. So yeah, actually maybe, yeah. maybe four, maybe five years. Wow. I, I'm not sure exactly, but I know he dabbled in a few shows here or there and, and it was kind of like, I think he was just doing it for fun. Yeah, and I think maybe that's what everybody thought. It was just like, oh, Danny will just turn up and do the odd show and a little bit of pocket money. He's done a show, he feels happy, and then goes off. And because he has a, I think he's built himself a, a shop um, selling, I don't know, clothes and okay. gear and stuff like that in his hometown. And then, um, and he's had a full knee replacement. So, I mean that there kind of puts most people out. He put me out with a hip, and he probably like, hung out enough where his body feels good again. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> it's probably just like he goes, you know what? Actually, I feel alright. Like, yeah, let's give this a shot. That was he, after the second year of like not riding. I'm like, oh, I'm kind of like, I can do this. <laughs> my my body doesn't hurt <laughs> like it did. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that my back can hurt every minute of the day. Ah, oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, so the, the cool thing is, like, he, he texted me about two months ago. And out of the blue, hey, Steve, um, 
if you're looking for any riders who wants to ride a competition, um, I could be keen. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm up for it. And then with Freestyle of Nations and Team Spain, I'm like, Perfect. I've got to get him in. Yeah, this this is it. It's happening. And actually, Danny and Michael were part of the very first Team Spain, and they won. Um, wow, back in two thousand fourteen. So it's cool that they're back. Um, yeah, back together. So probably, I I'm kind of giving them my personal. My personal thought is they'll probably they could win. Yeah. Because the two of those guys, like, they've ridden together for so many years. That's what I was going to say. And that's even probably some of the reason that um, uh, Michael was overshadowed a little bit because he literally yeah. came up with Danny. Exactly. So then Danny would even bring him to events, you know? Exactly. So it was like people saw him as, like, his sidekick or whatever. And I'm like, exactly. this dude's badass on his own. Like, we're we're totally yeah. overlooking this because of this fact here. But that's it. If 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 Michael turned up on his own, or if he was French, or if he was yeah Guatemalan, or I don't know, whatever. That's you'd be true. Like, that dude fucking rips. Because um, Danny was basically at at the his pinnacle when Michael started coming around, and he was yeah. like winning everything. So I think that's why it was like a weird kind of. Transition. Yeah, exactly. I think there. like when when Malero was really starting to rise, that's when Danny had already won the world tour at Rebel yeah. X Fighters. Like he just won it. Everything was on Danny. Yeah. Um so I think that's that's it. But like not another like, Spanish guy. Uh. Yeah, just another one. So I think, <laughs> but the funny thing is, like I, I wonder how it works with those two now because like Malero's the top dog. Yeah. And like Danny can still throw out a dead body flip. Like yeah. Don't think that he's been retired and doing nothing. Like the dude can still rip, but you know, Malero has definitely got the the bigger tricks or the you know the new bigger ones that right. he's going for. So, I, I wonder how that goes. <laughs> well, you don't think that uh, Danny's gonna start picking some stuff up from Malero now? Uh, wouldn't that be sick? <laughs> wouldn't it be sick if like, Danny's just like? And double flips, like can't be that hard. Right. Um, front front flips, what? It's a cheater amp. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. <laughs> like, and there's no reason to think he can't do it. Right, like, exactly. You know, and most of this stuff is all being mentally strong, and those guys obviously have proved that. Yeah. They can deal with the pressure, and they can learn stuff, and they can uh, put in the work. So. Yeah, that's it exactly. So that's Team Spain, uh, Team Czech, Cup. Maybe a name that you haven't heard too much before is a young kid there as well and he's kind of like the sidekick to peter pillard so it's mate chezak okay and he has actually i rode a few shows with him like he was he was he was a young kid actually he was doing masters of dirt shows when he was like 11 years old or 10 years old or something and and actually if i look if i remember back i think he even had a monster sponsorship 10 years ago or f yeah probably 10 years ago so he, he was really young and pillar was like teaching him and helping him along and then he was getting shows because he was the young kid and all the young gun and um actually what we do it oh no my internet connection is unstable oh have you lost you're me? good no i can still hear yeah. you you froze a teeny oh. bit, but I could still hear everything. Okay, good. All right. So I've just dribbled shit in the middle of all that. I was just getting on my <laughs> getting up and I'm getting going and I'm getting excited. Oh, sorry, I've I've just been stamping on the floor, so I've probably got upset neighbors downstairs. <laughs> um <laughs> so yeah, Mate. Oh, sorry, what I was gonna say is we always have like a backup rider um at night of the jumps, and Mate as he was a bit younger, it just worked out well that he didn't live very far away from most of the events. So he'd come as like the backup. Mm. And so he was like getting free, well, actually he was getting paid, but he was like on work experience. He would jump all of the ramps. Yep. He would do the training with, you know, the top riders in the world and he could see what they were doing, but he didn't really have the stress of having to compete. Right. So he it's basically like you guys did FMX Futures. 
with him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, yeah, it's kind of cool that now he's like full time in Team Czech Republic. He's the young guy and super safe, super solid. Like, yeah, he's, he's not throwing out crazy tricks, but every time you watch him do something, you're like, yep, yeah, looks good, looks solid. Like, give him a couple more years or, you know, however many more years he needs. He's only young. Like, he could be one of those next guys yeah. who is, is the future of the sport. So so that's cool. Um, Peter Pillard, I said his name, so he's probably like the captain of the of the country mm-hmm. he was the european champion but the best thing about pillard is he does weird and wacky tricks as well like a little bit like pignon so we were talking last time about kenny bartram doing side saddle takeoff yep. uh, and flips and shit so pillard does side saddle takeoff flip all the way around and lands side saddle and it looks perfect wow. Sometimes if he wants, he goes side saddle take off to candy bar or saran wrap nice. back to side saddle land. And you're like, cool. that's fucking sick. Yeah. Then he stepped it up one other time, went, well, if I could do side saddle, maybe I can do a candy bar. So he does candy bar foot over the... Flip? Yeah, he flips. Candy bar flip all the way around, holding it, doesn't move, and he candy bar flip Damn. like he just does shit that other people do not do it's fucking it's it's quite cool to see so that's and he's that's been around since he was a little kid and as then, well um, yeah exactly yeah but but when he was a little kid he was still six foot tall yeah and he so was nobody pretty... ever thinks that he was like a little yeah kid. yeah but he was like 15 or something <laughs> the first time i ever saw him i'm pretty sure yeah, and actually, I think he was, at one point, he had the title of the youngest backflipper. You may be um, right. Yeah, I think he might have been 12 years old or 13 or whatever it was. It was Obviously, it's a long time ago now. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he had the, the title of the youngest flipper at, back back in his day. So, yeah, no, it's it's cool. We've got Mate, uh, we've got Pilat, and then the third rider for Czech Republic... Um, the younger of the Podmole brothers, okay. uh, Philip Podmole, which is which is cool to see because we've all seen Libor. We've seen how gnarly that dude is. Um, Philip's, I'm going to say Philip's a little bit smarter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I hope Libor doesn't get offended with that. But Libor, he went for shit he probably should never He gets loose sometimes. For. He got way loose. Um <laughs> <laughs> Philip, Philip's definitely a little bit more measured. Like he still goes big and he goes for dumb stuff, but it's like he, it's like he does it when he thinks he knows it's going to work. Whereas Leibold's like, this is 50 This is time to go. It doesn't matter. This is time to go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So Philip's got a little bit of that in him. Like you do see it, but just not as much as Leibold. So um, I know Philip's been working on a few new tricks. He's had a couple of different new ramps at his place to work on. So I don't know what's coming, but kind of with Philip, I'm I'm also a little bit like, what are we gonna see? What's what's new from him? Yeah, and those guys are kind of the same way uh, with just working at home and not posting very much, and then just posting a lot of stuff at once. So you can't tell. Exactly. Both of them will be home working on shit and not say anything and then just like come out with this big project or trick or video or whatever it is yeah exactly like remember like Libor was doing like he must have done about 400 volts that he crashed i don't know maybe not i'm probably joking but like he would just kind of keep all this stuff secret and then boom there's he's got a vol and then just all different tricks that you just never thought would like you'd put in one run and he would just go dorm rain hail or shine it was yeah. happening so yeah that's that's pretty cool and uh the third team is team germany because of course we're in germany and now this one this was all getting way out of hand at one point because two of the main riders from germany um were both injured for the last mm. six months so actually we I've been talking about the world team because we didn't know if there was going to be a German team. It was like, all right, we're just going to 
grab anybody and stick them in a team and it's going to be, I don't know who. Uh, but actually, Kai Haza has returned. Um, so he's the local Berliner. He's, from where I'm here now, I think he lives like 10 minutes down the road. Um, so that's cool for him. And he's got like 30 people coming to watch him, friends and family. Sweet. So we've got to get all the tickets lined up for that. Um, but Kai... I don't know. Like, have you heard of the name Kai much? Yeah. I mean, yeah. we had the conversation where he came and raced Supercross. Yeah, He does exactly. the jump like on, he's... front flip off deal. Uh, he's very, obviously very skilled rider at whatever it is. Yeah, like, I, I kind of feel like, I still feel like not many people outside of Europe know his name unless you're really following it like i was gonna Zidu say and, and a few others balls deep you know, in freestyle um, here <laughs> exactly where but he's i would say he is one of the most naturally gifted writers or at least if he's not naturally gifted he's working his ass yeah off well that's look like that he is we had the conversation yeah. i was watching supercross and all of a sudden i was like eight ten on a suzuki or whatever it was and i'm like is that that guy? And then I heard the name and I'm like, shit, he qualified for a friggin' Supercross. Oh, and then the next yeah. month I saw him doing that front flip thing. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, no, he he's he's a damn good rider. And, and it's not that he's just doing it. Like, he's good at it. So motocross, Supercross, hard enduro. Um, what else has he done? Speedway, flat track, downhill mountain bike. Uh, what else is he doing? I mean, listen to freestyle motocross and free ride. I don't yeah, know, like the, just the to do free ride at the level he does and qualify for a supercross is mind blowing because yeah. I rode my whole life and never did either of those, uh, you know, yeah. and I just concentrated on one of them at a time, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, he's like, I, I saw his diary, his schedule for the year is just full and it's every different discipline every other weekend and and so i think last year last no it must have been last year because he did a1 at the start of last year and then kind of things went a little bit shit after he had that crash yeah in training the week after a1 but he's like okay i have to get to i think it's called sand to sky it's the red bull um hard enduro i think it's in turkey or somewhere like that and he's like i you know he's got to think of the logistics of how he's going to yeah. get whatever bike to whatever country to whatever event is it hard enduro i need suspension like this is it motocross i need suspension like that well, oh i'm gonna do speedway i need a speedway <sighs> bike. well that's the thing is even just having enough time to test your motorcycles for each of those things because you know that setup on all of them are completely yeah. different. I, I don't even know if he had time to test it. I think he just turned up and rode whatever was given to him. <laughs> so, yeah, like, and and as you said, like, the dude also does gnarly stuff like that um, 75-foot jump, nose bonk, front flip. Yeah. Like, exactly. Fucking Axel Hodges eat your heart out, mate. It's like, like how much, <laughs> how long did it take him to just even work on that and put that together? And then he turns up and rides Supercross the same six months. Mm. You know what I mean? That's my point. Most of these guys that are learning gnarly stuff are not also training for Supercross. Exactly. That's it. So that's, that's the local Berliner. So, of course, Germany's going to have to win something. <laughs> oh, and he can whip. The dude has got huge whips. Like yeah. he can whip the crap out of it. And he was on a Suzuki. He was kickstart Kai before Kenny came along. <laughs> so and he's actually just changed over to Gas Gas. So he just changed to Gas Gas, I think, a month ago, something like that. Maybe probably less. Um, and he's only been practicing freestyle now for about a week and a half since he's been off. So he snapped his femur on a fourth gear step up, Ugh. came up about three feet short snapped his femur he's been off the bike um now he's changed bikes he's on a gas gas let's see what we get in berlin <laughs> like <laughs> you know yeah. i don't know what we're gonna get but kai's gonna deliver so um, who was the other um was luke hurt exactly so luke 
I don't know why. I don't know the story behind this one. All I saw was like a four-second Instagram reel where Luke just overjumped the hell out of a mobile setup. Mm. And Oh, I did uh, see that. Yeah, and it and it cut out just as his wheels touched the ground, and then the video stopped. And I'm like, okay, there's there's a lot to this story that's not being said. Yeah. And I don't know the story. But in the end, he needed to get a knee re- a full knee reco. And I think that I'm guessing maybe it's something else. I don't know. But it, it, I think it was a bad crash. Uh. I think it was pretty bad. So he's been out since, yeah, probably July or August last year as wow. well. So he's probably had six months off the bike. And if... You know, this see, this is the problem with social media. Like, we're just, like, watching stuff and trying to keep our eye on it. I'm, I'm only going to say that this is probably true, but he only put a video up two weeks ago of him riding for the first time, mm. only because that makes sense, because if you've had a knee, Rico, you want to give it six months. Yeah. Minimum. So, and I don't even think it's six months since his actual surgery. Oh, yeah. I was going to say, I would imagine somebody... Like, that's probably in there a little bit early. Yeah, I, I'm guessing. I'm only guessing here. But the crazy thing is, straight away, he's got videos up doing double backflips into the foam pit and saying he's ready. And I'm just like, that's that's Luke Ackerman. Yeah. Like, the dude, <laughs> the dude is gnarly. Like, yeah. he, is, he is one of the gnarliest riders ever. Um, How old is he now? Still not that old. Maybe 23. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. He's another one if that's he's... been around since he was like 14 or something. And he all he took... Now, this is probably... Uh, I'm not going to say it, but I must be very, very close that he would have taken the tide of the youngest backflipper off of Pillar because I know he had that title for a fairly long time because his older brother, Hunnis... Like, he was riding world championships right. and riding everything for so long. So Luke was in the foam pit as a kid. I think I think he was 11 or maybe just 12 when he landed the backflip. I can't remember what it was. So is it still is it Danger Boy now? Yeah, it'd have to be. It'd have Bastard. to be Danger Boy. You can't Nobody... take all the championships. You can't take all the, all the records. You can't. So. You can't. You, man, you can't have everything in one family. <laughs> like, fucking Deegan's are just taken over. Dude, so, yeah, we won't get into that. But yeah, <laughs> that's, that's another podcast for another. That's day. a whole another podcast for sure. Yeah, um, it so, is impressive so th- though. I'll say that. Yeah, so that's the cool thing. So we've got Luke back. We've got Kai back from injury. Which is th- those um, two being hurt leading into this are the only reason that they're not also. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think you have healthy Germany, healthy Spain. Yeah, I don't think you're catching. Well, no, you could. You definitely, like, they have a chance. But I think with Luke and Kai being a little bit 50-50 and, you know, it's... So who's their third? Well, the third is actually a wild card because they, yeah, they just couldn't field the third rider for Germany. So... What we had to do also, the same, it was the same kind of little problem last year. David Ronaldo uh, filled in as the wild card. And I'm like, well, if you're going to have a wild card, it's a good choose one. Ronaldo. It's kind it's of a, a ringer there. So, <laughs> so the, wild cards, the wild card is back. Um, so David Ronaldo is coming back. He will be riding for Germany. But now the other thing is actually the points all count for everybody in a solo competition as well. So, yeah, he's going to ride for Team Germany, but actually his points will count for his own points over the season anyway. So we'll have we'll have our own individual championship like it would be before. Cool. It's just that it's there's the teams and then there's the individual, so it's it's both. But yeah, so David Ronaldo, he'll fill out Team Germany and I mean, we we know what Ronaldo can do. He's actually on. I have the video playing next to us, and he's his run just ended. Actually, 
So, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> Is that so, so that's why you're trying to lead me into that? No, I didn't. I didn't even, I wasn't sure who the third person was to tell you the truth, but he happened oh, to be riding when I asked you that. Awesome. No, so David Ronaldo, he is back. And again, one of the most exciting riders for me to watch. Own, not only, but a big reason is I've seen him, when you've seen him in the backstage and and like he's one of, he's, I'm not going to say he's an emotional rider, but if he, he's on, he's fucking on. If he's off, he could be either fucking off or he's going to do yeah. well. But it's it's kind of like if he's in that right mental state, get out of the way. Like yeah. that dude has gone big and, and he, he, he knows he can do it. Like, for example, I think I've said it one other time as well on here before. One time he is, flight was delayed first. I don't know, that one, yeah, that event, everything was just fucked up with his flight. He arrived um in poland 30 minutes before the show started we had somebody drive him straight from the airport he got to the arena we'd already done the intro of the show we, i think we'd already gone through a couple of riders he would have been the 12th rider anyway to to start his run so he got in there um our mechanic mini he had his bike ready and warmed up david rolls in puts his gear on we did give, or I do remember we gave him the option of doing one jump on every ramp because mm -hmm. he hadn't even practiced anything. We explained to the crowd, look, he's just turned up. This is not his run, <clears throat> so we're just going to give him this pracky. He jumped two eight-meter radiuses. There was still, like, seven more ramps to jump, and he just looked at the judges and went, "Let you know, like, let me go. Thumbs up. I'm going to start. He fucking won. He smoked everyone. Sometimes and I'm not going to say everybody rode like crap. They rode great. He just fucking went into the stratosphere. Like rock solid flips and body varials and That's everything. Awesome. Zero practice. Killed it. So when David Ronaldo is on, yeah, it's happening. So, so that's why I get excited. I love watching him ride. Um, he's got good style. Yeah. Very and, unique and style. Again, Exactly, exactly. So, no, so it's going to be a solid competition. I'm really stoked. And so, actually, that's one thing that we haven't really spoken about too much is actually this individual competition. So, this is the one part that kind of we've wanted to do for a long time, but with COVID in the middle of everything, it just kind of it just put every plan out and we've all just been chasing our tails and we're still kind of chasing tails now. Like freestyle motocross competitions still aren't back to where they were yeah. before. But one big thing we wanted to do was, yeah, this is a team's comp and for the crowd, it's for the team and for you, like as the rider, like you want to win for your country and, and it is cool and it's cool to have a different discipline and there's something new to watch. But there was also that thing that was missing was you want to ride for yourself. You want to you want to win at the end of the year as well. Like I can turn, let's say if you're Luke, you're like, yeah, I'm turning up and I'm winning for Germany, but I also want to win for myself. I'm a world champion. I want to do it again. So we have two separate things. The, the team gets their points, which is three riders <laughs> for each team get their points. Then there's the best whip, there's synchro and best trick. So that's all the team points. Then the riders themselves, they get fully their own points and their own ranking and from competition to competition throughout the year, those those points will just continue to add up and then we'll see who wins at the end of the year. So those go to the world championship. So now... Are, do yeah. you have more events like this where it's only going to be a certain people and they'll have different people in it so that way the points even out by the end of the year? Yeah, so so there'll actually be way more events coming. Um, so there is a few more of the team's events, but also, again, like I said, I want to bring different countries in yeah. where we've got Japan and Australia and whatever um, coming in. But 
it kind of works like that anyway. Like, it's not always the same riders come to every event. You'll, right. You will see some that are definitely always there. Um, but trying to get more, more riders involved to give the opportunity to riders that otherwise would never be able to get through to an X-Fighters or to an X-Games or right. a Nitro, trying to, trying to build that up, that's, that's the key. And to give them a reason to build up throughout the year that even if, um, let's say it's Daichi Ahara from Japan, for example, and he's been trying to come to any major competition for years, if we can get him over as part of Team Japan, he's like, sweet, I've got some points in in the World Tour. Also, we're in Freestyle of Nations. That's sick. Or whatever country it might be. So that's the Freestyle of Nations part. Then there's the solo comps, like the actual World Comp uh, Championship Tour, where it's just fully individual. So mm -hmm. those events will be there. Then there's the free ride. There, and there's everything else. So all of it, all of it will go into so the free ride events will also be the same points. So is well, there... that probably I probably should backtrack on that one. Free ride is different. Free ride's not freestyle motocross. Okay, but there are elements that are. So we're we're just fine tuning exactly how the points can be brought in for that. So it'll have its own thing. Is but something points can also come in. Is something like Red Bull Dirt Diggers happening again? Um, <laughs> dirt diggers, no. I, Something uh, like, I, yeah, exactly. I can say dirt diggers, no, unfortunately. But if we can get some pressure and make them do it, that would be ideal. So at the moment, no dirt diggers, but there are definitely plans for free ride in the future. Very much similar to that, but it can go. I mean. That's the cool thing about free ride. It can be sand dunes to the hills to well, proper events like Dirt Diggers was right. or, you know, whatever it is. Well, do you remember, I'm sure you do, Ride to the Hills? Exactly. That was... Now, if we can get Metzger to come out of retirement. He'd probably oh, yeah. still be gnarly as hell in the hills. Yeah, it's probably still winning. <laughs> you know, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go flip that dirt jump over there and just goes and does it on his own. Sweet. <laughs> yeah, so so there's actually there's a lot going into it. We haven't put out very much info on it at all. Um, so this is probably actually the first time I've spoken about it publicly to anybody. And actually not many people even internally know it. Breaking um, news, everybody. I got breaking the scoop. news. So but it's kind of like I'm almost like saying breaking news, but I shut know. up. <laughs> Allegedly. Alleged breaking Allegedly. news. Allegedly breaking news. It's it's still, um, yeah, it's still bubbling away. Um, but at the moment, I mean, this is what we've got to start the season with. So we're just doing it, getting it started and getting it out there. And then um, we'll have some more news for you very soon. Very good. So this uh, feed that we've been, we've had on the other side is actually from the Facebook, the Night of the Jumps Facebook page, which the Berlin contest will be live on the Facebook page. Yes. So the link is already up. I've, I've been extra prepared. Oh, I shouldn't say that. I'm <laughs> absolutely underprepared, but I've been prepared enough that there is the two links because it's two competitions, Friday night and Saturday night, okay. two separate comps. I'll put that in points. the description. Perfect. So yeah, there's the the links for Facebook are already up. You can, um, what do you do? You you click to like notify me or something like when it's actually going to happen. So that's already up, and it's on YouTube. If you're somebody who likes to be on YouTube more than Facebook, so we have we have looked in the past of doing it with other distributors like other platforms, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day. It feels like like I, we would all rather see more freestyle motocross that's easier to see. Right. So if it's on Facebook, if it's on YouTube, all of the fans are around the world. You don't have to be in Berlin, Germany to watch it. Like right. you can watch it anywhere. So that's it's kind of like just trying to give that access to everybody. There will be more stuff coming, like for TV and other different projects which will come out. 
but the actual competition, you can watch it all for free, live as it happens, on and Facebook. listen to this this guy speak shit for three hours. You need to patch <laughs> me in, bro. I'll patch in yeah, from I, this room. I, I, I was actually talking to our tech team about that, like, to... We did it. We did a small test last year, actually, where we got one of the BMX riders who wiped himself out, who normally is at the event. He was in Berlin. We were down in Basel in Switzerland. Didn't didn't have to pay the the money to get into the country. We were fine. Um, but we did patch him in. But it was we found the delay was a bit of an issue. But I don't know if that was more his connection. Right. But we we did find a little bit of an issue there. So we we're just going to test something out again this time in Berlin. If it works, the idea is to patch in guys like yourself or maybe Pat Bowden in Australia is watching the guys here and he wants to watch and then we can have like a little yeah. chat about what are you thinking? Okay, I'm going to learn a new trick for next time or whatever it is. And yes, yeah, so we're, we're going to try and do that because then you can sit there watching it as completely unbiased, giving your two cents worth and uh, yeah, I think it'd be sick. I think it'd be really cool to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, and it is this Friday and Saturday, this Friday, February, what's the date of that? Uh, 24 and 25. So, um, I did the maths the other day. On time, what time it is. (laughs) I did the maths. I, I put it on the little link, but I've forgotten what it is, but I think it's like, we start on... Friday night at eight o'clock Central European time, which would be about two o'clock Central America, I guess three o'clock where you are in the east. Or PM. PM. Oh. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's afternoon for you. Like you'll be Friday afternoon, knock off from work early. Yeah. Sit down. Watch watch that. Then go out. And then go out and <laughs> celebrate whoever won and who went gnarly. Um, and then on Saturday night, we start one hour earlier, so it'll be a 7 p.m. Central European European start. So, All right, guys, you got why. no... Maybe, maybe they just want to get to the after party earlier on yeah. Saturday night. They're like, Friday night, we can handle starting a bit later, but Saturday... We need to get this thing going. So big after yeah. party Saturday night. So you gotta finish quick so everybody can get showered before they go. Well, the big problem is who wins on Friday night? Do they have their own after party Friday night? They're like, hell yeah, we just won. They go get hammered, and then do they turn up Saturday riding good or not? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like those guys will hold. That's why the contest is earlier they hold it together for friday night yeah (laughs) (laughs) maybe maybe yeah that's it no no no. so it should be should be fun like it's just cool that it's cool to see it back um i'm excited to see it back we've got a lot of new things coming for the event um like a, a huge one is i don't even think we've spoken about this at all um something in the freestyle motocross world, I'm going to say it's a little bit controversial, but Nitro has been doing this now for five years. For this event, we're going all in on airbags. So we've got four big airbags, but actually we've it's four six meter wide, but we'll have two of them wedged side by side. So two times 12 meters. Um, and the idea of that is, well, one, these events here. So this is this is like taking everybody more into the back of the how the show is run. Logistically, yeah. we have almost no time to set this show up. Like, it is set the show up, run training, run the competition, get the hell out of there because... Of the next- building rental. Yeah. So... The biggest issue was when we were running dirt, they did t- dirt for 20 years at mm. Night of the Jumps. You need three days or four days and you're just watching trucks come in slowly dumping like six to ten tons of dirt at a time. You're like, well, that's going to take a long time to build that 
yeah. down ramp up. So that was kind of the the main issue. The second thing is what I really want to see is like so where these events in particular. So this is this won't be every night of the jumps. This is just for some events will be on airbags only. Some will be mobile. Some will still be dirt. And that's that's a cool part that not every event will be the same. Yeah. So riders are going to have to kind of adjust and get used to it. The fans will be like, okay, why is the level of riding like this? Why is it like that? Right. There's a reason. But for this one. They've been in Berlin, this is probably the 20th time they've been there. And what the airbags can do is just change the level of tricks that you're going to see yeah. in that show. So the riders can go bigger. You will see something new. That part I'm getting incredibly excited about. I, this, is a t like, this is the first time. This is the first time we've done it. It probably won't be completely over the top like nitro circus or nitro right. games but they also took a couple of years like it got it got cool it got <laughs> scary and then it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger well they also and have those gigantic landings exactly so we've got the next gen wedge we've got two of the ramps like we built two next gen ramps for dirt diggers three okay. years ago so the ramps are there um so we've got the next gen wedge we will have to see how things go, but it's it's all there. So um, it's it's it, I, it's cool because it's all new and it's it's not just new for the riders, but it's new for the crew. It's new for the show. It's new for everything. So um, it's gonna be a bit of fun setting this one up, and we've got yeah. I mean, the next event will be Munich in March. So one month later, um. New ramps, new new everything. Well, it's gonna be sick. I'm I'm fucking pumped. <laughs> so one month later, you're back in Munich. Yeah, back in Munich, and then two months later will be Mannheim, and then Mannheim, uh, Germany. Mannheim's also Germany. Then we're down to Zurich in Switzerland. <clears throat> but I there's there's a few more events that are. It's cool. They're starting to pop up now. Things are starting to get exciting. So we could be heading down to Sardinia. We could be over to Brazil. We awesome. could be. Down to Australia. There's Malaysia is popping up again. Um, so there's there's a fair few events. I mean the the Middle East. I mean the Middle East. There's there's a lot of opportunity in the Middle East. Yeah. So there could be some events popping up around there as well. Um, yeah, it's it's getting exciting. At the moment, it's kind of that scary excitement because there's so much new stuff. And it's like, we're not changing just one thing. We're changing a lot of things. So it's it's pretty gnarly. Like, yeah. <laughs> we haven't had very much sleep the last month or so. It's, well, uh, once you get in and get it set up and then you learn the, the deal, exactly. it'll be. But I imagine that floor is probably getting tight with those big landings. That's exactly so so <laughs> there's 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 a lot that's going into it there's yeah there's a lot logistically there's a lot um just from the point of view from the riders like what are they going to see and how are they going to react to it right um yeah there's there's a lot that goes into it i i'm really excited to see how berlin goes but to be brutally honest i'm much more looking forward to munich in in march because we will have done Berlin right. and I will have felt so much better by yes. the time we get to This March. is the one that's the stressful one, just getting in and making sure. Right it's now, okay. everything's been on paper, right? And you just even saw the airbags rolled up. You haven't even seen them up. So it's like everything is basically... Exactly. And, even the, and I have dealt with airbags and I know that like just... The logistics of moving them around and rolling them back up and you're going to have to learn the new ins and outs of all these new bags and equipment and everything how to load it how to fold it all that stuff exactly well we've even brought in one guy's coming from big airbag only to be there and show our team how these things work how they roll out how they roll up yeah how to put the blower in, how to connect them. I mean, we <laughs> we, we had a little bit of an issue. Um, the first time we had one airbag was last year. 
And one thing we didn't know, I'm not going to say which manufacturer it was, but one thing we didn't know was how much power the blowers mm. suck. And we melted the PowerPoint uh, yes. in the arena. Like, And these arenas take so much power. Like, There's so much power for speakers and lighting and everything else that goes on in a concert. We melted a PowerPoint. Um, I had my my first airbag blower was like an old-ass steel one. And there oh, yeah. was many buildings I would go in and plug it in and it would run at like half power because there just simply yeah. was not enough to get the thing going. Yeah. And that was yeah, just exactly. one. And now you guys got probably two. Three at per. Least. Yeah, Three exactly. per bag. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we got... We had 12 of the damn things blowing. Yeah, you're going to so, have to bring in your own little generator and run big umbilical cord out to the parking lot. Little generator? We're going to be bringing <laughs> those big trailer generators. <laughs> those big like diesel ones. Yeah, the ones that you had to have the lights <laughs> off the top, the diesel generators. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're running diesel generators just to get the damn show done. Like, yeah, it's she's a she's a pretty green economical show. <laughs> That's the circus, dude. The circus brings in these huge diesel generators, and then they have yeah. a big box where they split everything off of. But they run well, their own power it. a lot of times. Well, they have to. Yeah, like those 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 things are gnarly. Like that's speaking of a logistical nightmare. Yeah. I would not want to do that. Dude, and they'll no do. Way. They'll do. I've been on circuses where they do one night stands, where it's just do a sh- set up, do a show that night, tear it down, drive a hundred miles, set up, do that show, do it, tear it down, and we're just landing ramps, pulling landing ramps out. We're yeah. like basically the last ones in. You know, we're like we're like last ones in, first ones out. Yeah, and and they're like, oh, these assholes. <laughs> yeah, and you're probably like. Give me all the money. Like, yeah. you yes, exactly. More money than any, anybody else there. <laughs> there was a couple of guys, but yeah, for the most part, we were the finale half the time. You know, yeah. so it was like they hated us. Yeah, I, <laughs> I can see how that happens. <laughs> yeah. So no, it's um, it's man, it's gonna be a damn good competition. From my side, just only because we're in organization, it's. Fucking, there's a lot of work. There's so much work involved, but I can't wait. The best part is, by the time everything's actually set up on Thursday, probably Thursday night, once everything's done, kind of my job's that I've got the easiest job for the rest of the weekend. All I have to do is talk. Yeah. So but I'll be doing live stream, doing some interviews, and that's about it. But you... <clears throat> It's easy because, like we talked about, you know this stuff pretty intimately. Mm. Uh, And you know the riders, and you deal with the riders, and you talk to them. Versus, you know, that's still a lot of things to know and remember. Yeah. You know, so... And I I actually, and I don't remember very much of it, so... Well, so I I, think once you get done (laughs) setting up, you're still going to have to do your little bit of homework and research so that you're up to date on all these guys current situations you know going into this weekend yeah that's it like when you said when did danny torres retire and i'm like i, I don't know like i've forgotten that that's that's information that i would have known at the time but completely yeah yeah missed it now. <clears throat> but so it'll good, be a good because it, it'll be a good talking point for the broadcast exactly so no i need to find that out and there's probably a few other questions so i'm gonna have to watch this again <laughs> to get everything that you said I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, a, that's a that's a good idea better do my research on that one <laughs> yeah no it's gonna be sick all right well uh everybody go to the night of the jumps uh facebook page set up the reminder it is uh friday and saturday basically uh two and one o'clock, we're pretty sure. Don't one hundred percent. Don't just go off. Go there and make the reminder. That's probably best. Do the case reminder. Scenario. That's the best thing. <laughs> Do the reminder, and you don't have to think. Just like we don't like thinking. Exactly. All right, everybody. Awesome. Uh, yeah, let us let us know what what you're thinking. Uh, watch the event. I'll have the links in there, and uh, comment back what you think about the event as well. As well. And- and, and I'm going to say comment back and say, who do you think is going to win this thing? Because I've already tried to figure this out. I've kind of been running my own odds. 
I don't know. I, 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 like I said at the start, I was thinking Team Spain could win this, but actually, Team Germany very easily could. It depends on nope. how much they've been hiding their riding leading into this, which those dudes That's like it. to do. So, exactly. uh, if both of those guys, Kai and Ackerman, could just show up on point throwing down, and then uh, guess what? Yeah. You know you're going to see the biggest 360s from Luke. You know Dude. you're going to see double flips. You know, yeah. you know you're going to get it. Yeah. He, he, he might be telling everybody he's doing nothing. He's still going to do it. He's so, still a guy also, that goes out there and gets charged up and then throws some stupid shit he's not supposed to, Brian. Then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know he's going to do it. So it's, it's almost like we're kidding ourselves if, if he doesn't. Yeah. Which is terrible to put that much pressure on him, but you it's the, He's done it that many times before. It's just history. Right. We don't see him all of a sudden now just coming in there and, uh, you know, like riding around for third place. I don't see it. Exactly. He's not there for third. He's coming <laughs> to win and that's it. Exactly. Awesome, man. Thank you very much. Thank you. Get to sleep. Get the arena set up, sir. Oh, yeah, I will be. I've, I've, I'm going to be jumping on my mellow train now and going to sleep, so I'm done. <laughs> All right. Later, everybody. See you.